The Marine and the Hippie is a weekly conversation about current events aimed at presenting alternative viewpoints while looking for common ground. We are the Marine and the Hippie. Welcome back to the Marine and the Hippie, season two, dialogue number nine, dignity or a punch in the face. What we're talking about today here on the Marine and the Hippie is do we have a do we have a social obligation or an obligation to abide by not smacking the people in the face when they cut in front of us at in front of us at let's say the water fountain or at a grocery store and kind of see where that goes i'll give you i'll first give my point of view my point of view is this if you come up to me and you have like one or two things and you say you nod or you, you, you say excuse me or you say something, I'll, I'll gladly let you go ahead of me. But if you come at me with the idea that you are entitled to pass me because I have a full bag of groceries or a full cart of groceries and you only have two items and you don't give me the dignity to choose then I will make it awkward for you to get by me because I don't I don't think that that's fair. So we were talking before the show uh, began about you know the various norms that are associated with uh, the kind of things we do in society, and you know Chris Rock getting slapped in the face by you know uh, Will Smith and all this stuff, and it brought to mind a conversation that I used to have with my students in ethics class where. I would ask them straight out, you know, when I was teaching about social norms, okay, these are social norms, these are all basically agree rules that we agree to live by in order to get along with one another in society. You know, this is a way that I can feel confident walking down the street and see a guy coming t- toward me and feel pretty confident that he's not going to stab me in the back as soon as I pass him because that, that would be a violation of the norm. There's also laws against that and that kind of stuff, but there are some things where there aren't laws against, like, for example, you know, urinal etiquette in the bathroom you know do you go stand right next to a dude there's like many urinals that you can choose from do you take the one right next to the guy who's already standing there and guys always get this i don't think women get this but i think guys always get exactly what i'm talking about when i talk about urinal etiquette you know another thing that i would you know say i would tell people to transgress these norms sometimes and stand right next to people in the elevator and watch them try to get to the other side of the elevator it's like two magnets that are at the same poles, just like repelling one another. You can't do it. And not only that, it makes the person who's actually deliberately doing it feel uncomfortable to stand right next to someone in an elevator. Like they feel like they want to go to the other side of the elevator. Just try it. I mean, it's, it's, it's really pretty bizarre. But one story I usually use is I ask people, I'm like, okay, so you got a queue or a line of seven people standing and waiting for a water fountain. There's literally, okay, so I don't tell them this, but there's literally infinite water for all practical purposes in that water fountain. You can't run out of the water. It's not going to it's not going to say there's only 7 drinks left in this water fountain. And if you don't if you don't get that 7th drink, you're not going to get any water. You can assume that you're going to get water at some point. You can assume that it takes like 20 seconds. How long can you possibly stand there at the water fountain and drink water? You know, you're not going to be put back that far if you don't get the water the 7th time around. You'll be waiting for a while, but you're probably only going to be waiting for a couple minutes. Some dude comes out of nowhere and just cuts in line and puts himself at the front of the line. And all of a sudden, instead of seventh, you're eighth. All right. Now, all of a sudden, I would ask students, I was like, I'd be like, what do you want to do to that guy? 
who cut in line at the water fountain. And I would get, like, most of the people would be like, uh, I'd be very upset about it, but I probably would just wait my turn. But some people would, they, they answered that they would literally go up and push the dude's face down in the water fountain so he breaks his teeth on the water fountain. Not, not loses his teeth, but literally breaks them, like breaks them in half. That's a very violent, like, response to a minor inconvenience. That makes absolutely no difference. It, it means 20 seconds difference and, you know, you're going to have to wait wait for water. You know, so why is there that violent response to a violation of norms? But don't you think that that's also kind of where we're at, in, at, at as a culture where we're all like kind of pussyfooting our way around, like being careful about what we're saying and not really being true to kind of actually how we're feeling? Because that is, is it like that? that is the feeling that I have. When somebody, when somebody like jumps, has this utter sense of entitlement, they cut in front, in front of me at the line at the grocery store, they pass me too closely on the bicycle or pass me too closely driving. You know, there's all sorts of examples where that happens, where my response is not like, oh, you just put me off a little bit, which is like in my mind, I'm now the Incredible Hulk smashing, smash, 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 and I don't care about their teeth. And I do it in my head. I don't do it in right. in, in real life. And I think that that is normative yeah. because it's the other person who's fucking crossing the line. It's the other person who's saying, well, this person looks kind, so I'm going to take advantage of their kindness. Oh, this person's on a bicycle. It's okay if I buzz them and there's a, in a, another car coming. They're just a cyclist because I have to get to where I need to go when I need to get there. Not I'm using a road that's there for multiple people. So I have a problem and my brain and I accept this and I, and I tell it to my girlfriend and I say, ah, oh, mother clucker, I want it. I hope you don't make it to where you're going because that is my response. My response is I want the guy to lose his teeth. I wouldn't mind coming around the corner when, when somebody does that to me and seeing their car rolled over and I walk over and laugh, and then call the police and be like, "Yeah, this guy was going too fast," and I'd have I'd have no empathy. But the the question we were we we were talking about, and this I think is gets to your point. We can actually start talking about this after uh, the break uh, comes up here. Is while we would like to see their teeth broken or the car on fire turned over in a ditch with them, you know, almost making it out but not quite making it out before they die. Why is it that we don't go break their teeth? Why is it that they they will continue to cut in line if we don't go break their teeth? So why don't we go break their teeth? I think we'll be right back uh, with the Marine and the Hippie dialogue number nine, dignity or a punch in the face uh, right after this break. Hey, this is Doc. And this is Dylan. And you're listening to Marine and the Hippie. Welcome back to the Marine and the Hippie. Season 2, Dialogue 9, Dignity or a Punch in the Face. Now, when we were uh, leaving for break, the question was posited or asked, you know, what, what stops us from doing this? Well, what stops us from doing this is that we're part of a society, that we're part of a community, that we accept that there are cultural norms that that we don't need somebody telling us what to do or most of us don't need need to tell us what to do 
which is like at a stop, you know, a stop sign's not a great example because the stop sign tells us what to do. A great example is like going back to a few shows earlier, wearing pants. You know, for all the crap that people talk about wanting freedoms for and, and this and that, man, pants are not on that list. People don't want to wear shoes. People don't want to wear tops. But pants, nope, there's never an argument of, with people saying, I don't want to wear pants. Because really, you know, we seem to have found a cultural norm for covering our genitals. Why? Because we kind of want them safe because they are our re re reproductive private parts that serve another purpose. Now, so what are these cultural norms and, and, and how do they, and why do some people cross them. Well, we also came to this answer before show and the word is enabling. We allow these people that we wouldn't mind seeing their teeth broken or crawling out of the car. We enable their behavior. We allow it. We don't say anything. We, we accept the fact that we are going to be put off by the person who feels entitled by the Donald Trumps, by the Nancy Pelosi's, by the Will Smiths, by the Alec Baldwin's, by the Hillary Clinton's of the world, these people who take, take, take at, at all costs. And at the time when they should be giving back and they should be apologizing, they do not. They, they, they don't get in line. They don't, they don't walk up the line and say, Oh, well, I'm going to get in line. Oh, I hope, I hope there's enough water for me. No, they, they cut in line because they feel as though they, are more valuable to society than you or me. Well, I, I I like the idea that we enable them, and I I you know, there's the part of me that always says, well, you know, why don't people realize this? Why don't they wake up to this fact that these people are continuing to take and comp continuing to abuse generosity and you know care and empathy and this kind of stuff all the the qualities that we see as being virtuous in people in our society these people just go along and continue to abuse them constantly why do we let them do that why does we why do we have a society of people that say that they they care about poor people still allow politicians to you know create policies that you know literally kill poor people on the street of our uh, the streets of our cities every single year uh you know the homeless policy uh, literally kills homeless people, you know, on cold nights. Uh, the the you know lack of free or socialized medicine literally kills, th you know, ten thousands of people every single year. We allow that to continue to happen, and yet we say we have all this empathy. Well, I think the reason is is because, you know, there is a phenomenon in social science research, to use the big brain word, uh, <laughs> to sound like an egghead here, which is called bystander syndrome. And this comes from the story of the lady who was getting raped, literally raped on the steps of the New York City subway one, one day. And how many thousands of people walked by and observed this happening and nobody stepped in to help this woman, you know, in her situation. Nobody stepped in to stop these people. And they all, you know, they, they all came with different, you know, attitudes probably. That's not my problem. Is it really happening? Uh, it maybe, you know, is it really consensual and they're just like performance artists or something like that? There's a, any number of reasons why people didn't stop. But the fact is, is that 
thousands, a thousand people walked by this woman while she was in this dire strait and nobody helped. And it's not because we live in a misogynistic society where we just hate women and want to see that happen to all women. It's a, it's actually a, a psychological phenomenon where you know, the more people that are there, the less likely any individual there will see it as their individual responsibility to step in and, and stop uh, horrible things from happening. Yeah, I'm busy. That's mine. I know it. As you said that, my automatic response and by, of bystander syndrome is I'm busy. Is I'm in too much of a rush to stop and help ABC on my way from A, a to B. Meaning, if I see somebody walking in the rain, oh, I'm not going to stop because my car will get wet. And plus, I got to get to where I need to go. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to help that person. And that's what we do. We don't intervene. Oh, well, I'm going to be late to work if I, if I help this cat or this dog or this person or whatever the issue is, because we've made our cultural norm is to produce, is to create, is to do, is to create action, is to do our job, is to make money. And if, or to, to get to where we want to go or what we think we need to do to go on with our lives. And we don't really care about the other. We don't, to be honest, we don't really care about other people. So the person, the person who's cutting in front of us at the water fountain, they're living their best version of themselves because they don't give a fuck about you or me. They give, a, they care only about themselves. That's why they do it. We, those of us who have been kind of conditioned to care about others, to have this empathy that Doc's talking about, this continuous cycle of giving and giving and giving, we look at this as wrong. So maybe we should give that up. Jordan B. Peterson would agree. He'd say, beast mode, man. This is your life. You got to take, take, take. So then what do we do at the, what do we then do at the water fountain? Becomes the question. What do we do? How does a water fountain work? If everybody cuts in line, what do we do? How does, how does that society function? Come back from break. That's what we'll discuss. How does the society function at, with a water line in which there is no line and everybody is cutting? Hey, this is Doc. Uh, you're listening to the Marine and the Hippie, and I am the Marine. Hello, everybody. You're listening to Marine and the Hippie. This is dialogue number nine. We're talking about getting punched in the face today or experiencing a little bit of dignity. And the reason why we named the show that, of course, is because accepting the violation of norms upon ourselves like as we do in a day-to-day basis you know seven people at the line eight persons uh, eighth person comes along and cuts in front of the line and we're still stuck at the back of the line not doing anything allowing this sort of thing to happen to us is a violation of our dignity so do we keep our dignity and go and punch the dude in the face you know <laughs> or break his teeth out on the water fountain uh, as the case may be uh, many of us will stand in there and take it and many of us will accept that because we live in a society where we have a norm that's stronger against beating the shit out of someone who does something very minor to us than we have a society. Stronger, we have a stronger um, norm to like not do harm to others. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like when we're minorly inconvenienced, we don't want to. We're not going to go do harm to someone, even though we would like to. Then the norm to not cut people in line, like there is a stronger force. That keeps us from punching the guy that cut in line in the face than there is to keep him from 
cutting in line in the first place. So that's the kind of society we live in where we have the stronger norm toward social order than we do toward, you know, expressing dignity toward people uh, to the point where it's totally fine, you know, with minor repercussions for Will Smith to literally get up on stage and smack another grown man in the face for giving a joke that he didn't particularly like. It's, it's totally fine. No repercussions at all. Will Smith has been enabled to continue to do that. And people will now resort to that behavior more and more often because they don't like jokes that are said about them because they'll go and slap people in the face because that norm has been violated now in a very public way. So what kind of society do we live in now where we are destroying the norms? You know, you, you, a violent you, one. We live in a violent one. We, we, be, we become more violent as a society. As a whole society, we become more violent because Will Smith gets away with smacking a dude in the face. I don't really care about the Team Will versus Team Chris whole beef. I don't really take any issue with that. I don't really have a stake in the fight over black women's hair. Uh, it, it doesn't affect me at all because I'm obviously not black or a woman or a black woman. I don't have much hair at all anyway. I'm, uh, yeah, I mean, I have no stake in that, so I'm not really weighing in on that. What I'm weighing in on the, is the fact that one member of my society went up and slapped his peer across the face and did it with impunity. And because of that, my whole society becomes more violent. That literally damages my whole society. Because it undermines the norm where we don't resolve our problems with a smack in the face. We show people a little bit of dignity and what Mr. Smith should have done to Mr. Rock at the end of the, the show. They should have went backstage and said, look, I didn't like that joke. You know, I would like you to publicly apologize for it. I really feel that I'm entitled to that. Instead, what he did, instead of doing that thing, is he did what any, excuse me, what any 10-year-old would do. And resolved his his uh, disagreement with physical force, Dylan. And if you don't think that this is true, pick up a newspaper. Every day, at least at least once a week, there's a shooting, and a shooting is where somebody results to violence as a means to. <laughs> I don't even know. It's just a result. It's just a result to violence. It's just using violence as a means to show that you're the stronger one at that moment, and then you go to jail. What a fucking waste. And that's normative America. Normative America is gun violence. Normative America are Karens screaming at kids for skateboarding in a parking lot. This is normative. Normative should not be these things. Normative should be Karen Karens creating a, a neighborhood community center with a skate park so the kids have a place to go skate and donating her time to to allow the kids to skate normative america should be hey mental health issues abound we see it everywhere the will smith slap is a mental health crisis issue and anyone else who thinks otherwise is a is a moron because his action was not correct yeah, I mean, it's 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 just another episode in the whole thing last year where people were getting on airplanes and punching stewardesses, you know? It's just, just another form of that, except for now it's not white trash, you know, trailer park Jim Bob beating up a stewardess on an airplane when he's trying to take his family to freaking Disneyland. Uh, now it's a, a very, very rich, very, very accomplished actor going up and slapping, doing the same exact action, by the way, in a very public way 
filmed and everything just like it is on the plane to another very very rich very accomplished actor and comedian and that's now welcome to normative america where a slap in the face is what we get instead of dignity and that is not a society that is doggy dog and that's caused by a whole bunch of different things that we've talked about in multitudes on the show number one a mental health crisis which is caused by well people being afraid of the bill not the care the fact that people can't go get mental health care for the price of peanuts it's caused by dumbing down the education system so people don't know how to think and sorry gun lovers it's caused by people by the accessibility to weapons we can argue that on a different show i suppose <laughs> but i think that part of the problem also to add on to what you said is this pugilistic attitude toward our politics where we see politics as a fighter sport rather than somewhere where the people find a compromise and an agreement where we see that it's more important and we reward politicians that treat politics as if it's a pugilistic sport where the whole goal is to beat the shit out of the other side rather than find a way to, to agree and get along and, and make legislation. The rot literally starts from the top and yeah. filters down. We literally elected a guy who, who is, was on WWE in a match, mm. you know, like that, that's if you need any more proof than that. Belgium, on the other hand, I learned today, not only do all companies provide cars for, for the Belgians, they also provide free gas. Hmm. Huh. huh. Anyway, thanks for listening to Marine and the Hippie Season 2, Dialogue 9, A Punch in the Face or Some Dignity. I'm the Hippie, signing off. And I am the Marine, also signing off. I hope you have a good week, and we'll see you next week. Ciao. One more time. Hey, this is Dylan with The Marine and The Hippie. I'm The Hippie. For more information on The Marine, follow Doc at Supernova underscore Earth on Twitter and listen to The Supernova Earth Show on Spotify. For more information on The Hippie, follow Dylan at Gezi and Me on Twitter and read his blog at observationsfromthespectrum.org.